And welcome back, everybody, to another edition of Believe in the Eagles. I'm your host, Mike Gill. The Eagles tie the Browns 18-18. to We're going to get into it. I got Jeff Kerr from CBS Sports who covers the NFL. He was there last night. He's going to jump on the pod today to break it all down to see, uh, to see what he saw at Lincoln Financial Field on Thursday night. And, of course, we're going to break it down from all angles and 23 man roster possibilities some injuries last night a lot of talk about the backup quarterback position I think it's a little uh bit extreme there but we'll get into that who helped themselves out who had a tough night at the office and uh, all that and more uh we're going to bring in Jeff Kerr from CBS Sports who's going to help us break it all down because he had a bird's eye view of everything last night at Lincoln Financial Field so Let's bring Jeff into the conversation. Jeff Kerr, CBS Sports, you were there last night, buddy. So let's uh, have a little back and forth here on what we saw in this tie. It was one of the more, uh, I mean, you get bad preseason football. I would have rather watched a USFL or XFL game last night than what I saw on my television screen. Was it as bad in person as it was on TV? You know, like it's funny you say that because I was talking to a couple of our fellow beat guys we were walking down to the locker room and I said, you know, I've watched USFL games that were more exciting than this. And it it just wasn't a good product last night. It was peak preseason. If the NFL ever wanted to get rid of preseason games, I I, I think it could just look at last night's game. I I even wrote in my overreaction story today, the real winner of this game was the clock because it ended it. Well, thankfully, that game is over, but we do have some things to look back at here. So let's take a look at some observations, overreactions, and things of the sort. Now, uh, Jeff is a frequent guest of my radio show on 97.3 ESPN, and we had a good back and forth on Tuesday. I asked you the question, Jeff, are there going to be any surprise cuts uh, that you foresee? And then we started rattling off a bunch of guys. Well, we saw the game last night. Let's take a look at some of the things that possibly could happen. I'll throw a couple things your way. Let's start with the quarterback thing. Uh, Marcus Mariota struggled for the second time. Tanner McKee looked good for the second time. Do we have an overreaction that the Eagles have to think about a their backup quarterback? Oh, it's definitely an overreaction. I'm sure all the radio stations are talking about today. Should Marcus Mariota be the the number two quarterback? And the answer is yes, because the Eagles have five million reasons why he's the number two quarterback, uh, Mike Gill. And that's what bothers me about this whole thing. Marcus Mariota is not getting benched for Tanner McKee at this point in the season. Now, let's see what he does when he actually has the first team offensive line and A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith. Now, hopefully it doesn't come to that. Hopefully we never see any of these two see the field this season. But it's clear as day to me anyway. Marcus Mario is going to be a number two quarterback. but. It's more than fine to be excited about Tanner McKee. I mean, this is incredible what he's been able to do. I mean, I liked him in mini camp. A couple of the throws he was making, he looked very crisp in his decision making. Training camp, he was—I don't want to say he was bad, but he was okay. It's like he's a developmental pick, you know, six-round pick. But I've been impressed with what I've seen out of Tanner McKee. 
Yeah, I um, don't think uh, there's any conversation on this. The Eagles brought in Mariota. They need a veteran presence as the backup. When you have a Super Bowl contending team, you go to veterans. You don't hand it over to a six-round rookie. Uh, I know it's preseason and people get excited about certain things, but it's preseason. Don't be excited about things that have no meaning. Tanner McKee's performance is nothing more than, hey, we may have found a good third-string guy, developmental player, but if Jalen Hurts missed any time, you got to turn it over to Marcus Mariota and hope that he plays well, much like last year. Gardner Minshew was a guy that gave you a chance to win games. He didn't win games. He didn't win them all, but he gave you a chance to win games. That's Marcus Mariota's job is to give them a chance. Now, what you saw through two games isn't giving you a lot of confidence, but keep in mind who he's working with out there. Now, he needs to be more accurate and make better throws, Jeff. But if he's throwing the ball to A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, I think the results might be different, even though he had some inaccuracy issues. I think a prime example last night was when Kenny Gainwell was tackling the end zone for safety. Josh Sills just flat out missed his blocker, and it resulted in a safety. Do you think Cam Jurgens is just going to flat out miss a blocker in a preseason game? I don't, and that's that's not even Mario's fault, but that, that's just how the night went for him. What concerns me about Mariota is the high throws, the inaccurate throws. You know, uh, Omelai Zacchaeus probably suffered a, that shoulder injury because Marcus Mariota couldn't hit his target. Uh, unfortunately, that's just how the night is for him. But I, I'm glad you pointed out this with Tanner McKee, Mike. If the Eagles did have to make a change, you don't sign a free agent. Tanner McKee is your best option if they had to do one. They had to make that change because guess what? There's a reason why Carson Wentz is on the street. There's a reason why Nick Foles is on the street. Let's not open up that hornet's nest again. You know, Nick, this isn't 2017. Nick Foles isn't Nick Foles anymore. Carson Wentz is bad. You know, if they would have, if they were pressed to make a change there, Tanner McKee's it. Uh, Jeff Kerr from CBS Sports here. Let's look at some of the other things from last night. What did we learn about the linebacker room? Uh, we got to see the Kobe Dean play. I've been big on Dean in terms of I think he will be an impact playmaking linebacker. My big question with him is, can he hold up through 17 weeks? But we saw flashes last night from the Kobe Dean. That was good to see. He forced the fumble. So we know Dean uh, is there. But what else did we learn about that linebacking room? I think you learned who your starting linebacker is going to be next to the Kobe Dean. The Japanese who was playing next to him last night, and they were playing very well together, Zach Cunningham. Uh, and I spoke to Zach after the game, and I said, look, man, you've been on the team 10 days. You know, how are you getting acclimated to this thing? And he's like, you know what? I'm just taking it one day at a time. He said, I I, I trust I'm 100% healthy. You know, that that's the goal. And he said, I'm here to help the Kobe out. And Kobe's helping me out. And, it just seems like they're getting that chemistry together. It, it feels it makes a lot more sense why they brought in Zach Cunningham. It's well, Jeff Kerr, where's uh, Christian Ellis in your mind? Because he had a good game last night too. Yeah. I know it was in the fourth quarter, late in the game against deeper parts of the depth chart. But if you were to say, man, which linebacker had the best night? I know Dean forced the fumble, but Ellis probably had the most consistent night. I think overall, I think Christian Ellis is going to be the third or fourth linebacker on this team. I, I'll tell you what, Nicholas Morrow I thought had a pretty decent game last night too. I think the Eagles all of a sudden, not that they're deep at linebacker, but I think now they got more to work with than they did 10 days ago before they signed Zach Cunningham and Miles Jack. I, I'm not even sure Miles Jack's going to make the team, honestly. Uh, I, I think he will because well, of the I'll tell you what, the fact that he was playing deep in the fourth quarter last night is not a great sign. 
Yeah, exactly. And that is your one takeaway from preseason games. And uh, Another guy I wanted to mention, too, I know we're not talking about cornerbacks yet, but Eli Ricks was dejected in the locker room, you know, has hands over his face. I know he gave a pass touchdown last night. I'm sure he was upset about that. But when you're playing with the four-teamers and you're not playing well, it, you only get one more chance to actually show people that you belong in the NFL. And, you know, you're right. And now we'll go back to Miles Jack here. Miles Jack, all of a sudden he was with the first team last week. I think they just wanted to get him acclimated. But he's – Ellis has surpassed him. Morrow surpassed him. You have to wonder if they keep five off-ball linebackers, yeah, Miles Jack makes it. But they don't. He's the odd man out. I think Nicholas Morrow played his way into a job over the last couple of weeks. All right, uh, you went to corner with Eli Ricks, so let's do it. Uh, your uh, partner over there at CBS Sports uh, reported that Zach McPherson suffered a torn Achilles last night, um, and uh, that's going to end his season. We all imagine, by the way, Cody Benjamin, hat tip to uh, Cody for that. Um, he, he, We all thought that McPherson was going to make this team he played okay last night. He was in good position, but they just kept going after him, going after him, going after him. He just couldn't make a play. Uh, I think the Browns went after him three, four times on that drive. Um, he was in good position, but didn't end up making a play. They played him on the outside. His season is now over. Who does that open up, and what does that cornerback now uh, position look like without McPherson, who was definitively going to make this roster, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, even with his performance and coverage last night, Zach McPherson was going to make this team. There's no doubt about that. Zach McPherson was on this team. They need two slot corners. And obviously, Avante Max is one. Now, who do you – is it Josiah Scott? Do you go with him again? Do you move Kaylee Ringo into the nickel position? I think that might be the move because he's going to make this team anyway. So that opens up an opportunity for, say, Makai Gardner, Eli Ricks. I think there's an opportunity for these kids there, uh, specifically Makai Gardner. I, I thought Makai Gardner was had a shot to make the team already, but with McPherson getting hurt and Gardner's ability to play safety and cornerback, I think it helps him. All right, uh, Jeff, let's go to uh, the defensive front last night while we're on the defensive side of the ball. Um, what did we see there? I thought, you know, a guy that I was looking for was a Jomu. He ended up getting hurt. He went all sides on a play. I was hopeful for a big night from him. We didn't see a lot of, you know, the starting guys there. So did we learn anything about the defensive line and tackle position? <laughs> they're they're deep at defensive end. I'll say that's Ron Jackson, seven pressures last night. Janarius Robinson at six. <laughs> you know, I don't know if these two are going to make the team or not, but I think they showed that, hey, you know what, we can play. and. Eagles might be able to have some value for him. I, okay, so let's play this, Mike. Let's look at the defensive ends that are going to make this team. Oh. Obviously, you got Hassan Ravik. You got Nolan Smith. They're, they're locks. Um, Josh Sweat's a lock. They're, they're the three. So I, I think Derek Barnett's going to make this team just based off the restructuring of the contract. So if you keep five, I guess it would be Teron Jackson. Am I missing anybody here? Uh, no, that sounds pretty accurate to me. Yeah, so maybe Janarius Robinson. I know they like Janarius Robinson, but you can't really stash him on the practice squad, can you? I mean, you get six pressures in the game, and he had plenty of highlight reels on that on that tape last night. I'm sure he'll get another opportunity that preseason game. He might be a trade candidate to maybe get a slot quarterback. Yeah, the only guy, you know, you got Graham, you got uh, Sweat. You oh, got uh, Brandon Graham. Sorry, I forgot about him. So Yeah, but I mean, we all anticipate, obviously, he's making the team. Graham, Sweat. 
uh, Derek Barnett. Those three guys there. Then the next guy. That's really the big question. Is it Teron Jackson? Is it Janarius Robinson? After that, they don't really have anybody unless they're going to utilize somebody and bump them to the outside and say, hey, we're just going to utilize you inside and outside. I guess you could say that to Carter. I guess maybe Milton Williams is a guy when they drafted him, they thought had some versatility. But they're not going to get a lot of snaps on the outside, I wouldn't think. No, but at least you can put them on the outside. Like, they were doing that with Jalen Carter against the Browns' first-team defense this week. Uh, I mean, first-team offense, they, they were doing that. Uh, and you know Milton Williams could do it. So th- they got a lot of versatile guys there. And that defensive tackle room was very interesting, too, because you're not cutting Marlon uh, Tui Pelotu. You, you're not. He, he's had a good camp. And you had Milton Williams in there. Uh, Kadavius Street might be a, a cut now. But who knows if Moro Jomu hurt. You know, I thought n- now you can stash him based on how long he's injured. So I, I'm curious to see how that plays out. Um, you know, it, all of a sudden there's a little bit of roster flexibility there. A problem, it, it was a good problem to have, but it was a, a problem nonetheless. Uh, Jeff, let's talk about safety. Uh, Sidney Brown, did he do enough last night uh, against the Browns to say he is now surpassing and going to be the starters? He still have more work to do. What did you think of the safety room last night? I think Sidney Brown still thinks he has more work to do, but he definitely said the game slowed down from game one to game two, which is very intriguing to me. And for most of these guys, it is. But Sidney Brown played early. He played hard. Uh, had that big hit. Um, I forget who it was on earlier in the game. I haven't rewatched the game yet. But yeah, had that big hit early in the game. Did you notice Kayvon Wallace was in the game late? Did you ever notice that? Uh, yes, Kayvon Wallace was out there. Yeah, you had a lot of veteran players out there. Miles Jack, Kayvon Wallace. There were some veteran yeah, players yeah. that were getting late time in that game. And I don't think Kayvon Wallace's roster spot is in jeopardy. Maybe they just wanted to give him some snaps. I don't know. But it, it's awkward that a guy who's in the running to start safety and has had a good camp is in that game late. And, you know, Kayvon seemed to be in good spirits after the game. So maybe that was the plan all along to just to get him. Because so, remember, he was in early last week. So. I'm curious to see how this all plays out. I think Terrell Edmonds is going to be fun. I, I really do think all these those three are going to make the team. Uh, Terrell Edmonds, and obviously Cindy Brown, Kayvon Wallace. I think they all make it. It's just who plays where. All right, Jeff, let's go to the offensive side of the ball. Uh, we talked about quarterback to start things off. Let's go full circle back to the running backs now. Trey Sermon had a fumble last night. At that moment, you're thinking, uh-oh, maybe he got himself cut with the fumble. And then he picked it up later on in the game. He had the moment with Jalen Hurts. Hurts kind of settled him down. He ends up ripping off a nice run. So what did we learn about the running back room last night? I don't think it's changed. I mean, Trey Sermon probably has a better case if he doesn't fumble the ball because you can get excited. I mean, five carries for 54 yards is nothing to scoff at. Again, they're a good problem to have for this team. They're so deep, but I I don't see them cutting Rashad Penny. I I don't see them cutting Boston Scott. Maybe, though. Maybe. I mean, I think that's who Trey Sermon has to beat out on this team, but I think they like Boston Scott and what he provides for them. Um, so right now I still think Trey Sermon's on the outside looking in. I don't think he makes this team, but I, I just don't know what he has to do at this point. Yeah, I mean, you had Penny last night, two carries for 18 yards. That's nine yards a carry. Uh, had some bursts there. Obviously, Sermon had the five for 54. That's 10 yards a carry. Uh, he did fumble the ball the one time on a little pass play there. Uh, don't know how much that's going to affect him there, but I think obviously the running back 
uh, situation. You got the Colts coming up. You got one joint practice with the Colts, and then you've got the game with the Colts. By the way, DeAndre Swift did not play in the game. Gainwell had two carries for six yards. He ripped off that one for eight, and I think the Eagles said, okay, saw enough there. Uh, They got him out of the game. The wide receivers, I don't know that anything was accomplished there because you had some poor quarterback play in the first half. So I would say the only thing that I learned from the game last night is that Kane is not going to make the team. He probably played himself off of any opportunity. Everything else is probably status quo. I got a little upset at people on Twitter last night. And again, that one of my things is I'm not going to respond to people on Twitter this year, but they're like, Tanner McKee's pass was high to Deion Kane. I'm like, no, it wasn't high to Deion Kane. That ball was right where Deion Kane needed to catch it. So, well, it yeah. wasn't only the one in the end zone. He had a couple plays to make, and he just didn't catch the football on multiple occasions. Yeah, I, Deion Kane's like a, the only guy who had really had the opportunity to make this team as a wide receiver. Unfortunately, had the neck injury last night, and that was Tyree Cleveland. I, I felt so bad for him because he was playing so well. He actually played pretty well last night too before the injury. I, I thought he was making a couple couple plays, had a nice couple blocks here and there, like. It's a shame because I don't know if Joseph Nada is going to the guy is going to make this team. Uh, I mean, Devin Allen, uh, he just started too late. It's it does look like the Eagles are going to keep five receivers at this point. Okay, uh, and then obviously uh, the last area of this uh, team that I have some concerns about is the depth on the offensive line, and you have to start asking those questions. If you know, because here's my big thing, Jeff. This team was almost immaculately healthy last year. They didn't lose hardly anybody the whole season. So you got to imagine somebody, I don't want to wish injury upon anybody, but you got to anticipate that injuries could be coming to a team that was relatively had a clean bill of health last year. The two corners didn't miss a game last year. Your offensive line essentially played almost every single game. I know my, a lot of missed here. You had Dillard last year. You don't have him now. The right guard spot still, uh, I think you have to think that you're going to have a, step back from Sayamala, even if Jurgen steps in there and plays well. Is he going to play as well as Isaac Sayamala? Do they have the depth on the offensive line? I thought the line struggled a little bit last night. Yeah, I'm a little concerned. I mean, Tyler Steen's a rookie, and he didn't play particularly well last night. I'll just say that. But I think they like him as the second-team left tackle. I think Josh Sills is still getting back into it. I think he's going to make this team. Uh, Josh Andrews is probably the best backup center they got, and th- that just showed me how bad Brett Toph and those guys were before they signed Josh. I mean, they made a lot of signings, like getting in Dennis Kelly and Josh Andrews. Like they knew this was a problem, and maybe you got to give somebody like Dalton R- uh, Risner a call. Uh, may- maybe that's it. I mean, they do need depth back there, and Jack Driscoll didn't play well last night either. Uh, I'm a little concerned about the second team offensive line, but the, but again. If anybody can get this fixed, it's Jeff Stoutman. All right, Jeff. Uh, last night, obviously, sloppy game. So, did anybody make the team because of what they did last night? Well, I think he was on the team anyway, but Josh Joe made the team. Uh, I, I mean, I, I don't think that was ever in doubt. Uh, Josh Joe, he was targeted. He had 11 covered snaps. He was targeted once. Dorian Thompson Robinson wasn't even looking his way. I mean, people were joking because, well, yeah, because Zach McPherson was giving up everything. But I'm like, it doesn't matter. Like, he's not even looking toward Josh Job. That means Josh Job's doing his job. And I watched Job on a couple snaps. So I, I'll i tell you what, I, I was impressed by Job. Um, I think he's definitely on the team. I think he's number three cornerback. Um, man, this is tough. Um, 
I don't think Dan Arnold's making the team at tight end. I'll okay. say that. I think Jack Stoll makes it. I think Grant Calcaterra. I'll say that. I think Grant Calcaterra made the team last night. I, you know, again, not. What about, okay, what about Greg Ward? What happens there? Because you got Brown, you got Zacchaeus, you got uh, Watkins, and obviously Devonta Smith. Uh, Cleveland ended up getting hurt last night. What does that open? I mean, Ward didn't make the team last year. I think the Eagles know that they can probably cut him and then bring him back without fear of losing him. So how does this wide receiver thing shake out if Cleveland is not ready by week one? Yeah, I think it's going to be the five. Uh, obviously, Quez Watkins, Elias, Zacchaeus, A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, and Britton Covey. And Britton Covey's your return man. And again, if so, if Covey's injured for a significant amount of time, you're right. You just stash Greg Ward in the practice squad. Greg Ward could do what Britton Covey can do. And I, I think Greg Ward knows that. I think Greg Ward knows he'll always have a spot on this practice squad. And he just wants to give the Eagles good tape. So I always thought he was saying, Greg Ward always seems to be the guy who doesn't go away, right? And it's a good thing he doesn't go away because I, I feel like there's some value to having him on a, I, I guess now it's, I, I forgot how many you can keep on practice squad. I, I think it's 15 on a 68-man roster. So I think that's pretty valuable. Well, he's the uh, Boston Scott of the re receivers. You know, if somebody gets hurt, you can plug Greg Ward in. He's going to get the job done. Um, all right, last one for Jeff. What about the punter? <laughs> I still say the punter on the Eagles is not on the roster right now. How about that? We talked about this on the radio uh, earlier in the week. Uh, I had Adam Kaplan from Inside the Birds on and uh, Tuesday, and he said, you know, hey, that punter, don't don't uh, take that spot lightly. They're still not getting enough from that position to move forward. All right, Jeff. So uh, I don't know what we learned from last night because it was just a mess of a game. They have joint practices with the Colts, and uh, they have that preseason game. And then they got to figure out what they're going to do with this roster. Uh, we fired off a bunch of names today. I'm going to throw a couple your way. You tell me whether you think they're in or out when the season starts. All right. How about Miles Jack? I'll say in. All right. Uh, you like uh, Marlon Tui-Polotu, correct? I say in, too. Contavious Street. Out. Oh, okay. All right. What about uh, On Johnson? You know what? I'll say out. Oh, yeah. Reddick, you know, with the thumb problem, Nolan Smith got hurt last night. We hope that both of those guys are back. Nolan Smith is okay. I'll say that. Okay. Um, you've got uh, Greedy Williams now that McPherson's out. Is he back in? Can he play the slot? If he can, he's in. If not, he's out. All right, so that means Ricks or Gardner? Gardner in, Ricks out. Ringo? In. Okay. Safeties, Edmonds, Wallace, Justin Evans. Uh, Tristan McCollum, by the way, I'm intrigued by him a little bit. I like his size, versatility. Uh, but what do you make of that group? Who's in, who's out? Okay, so I'll have Wallace in. Justin Evans out, barely out, but he's out. That that'll be a tough one. Tristan McCollum is out, but I think he makes he's on the practice squad. I think Justin Evans finds his way on the practice squad too. Uh, who's the other one we mentioned in there? Terrell was, Evans. Yeah, he's yeah, in. Terrell Evans. Yeah, and I and, and I figure he would be in. All right, uh, the wide receivers. You got Tyree Cleveland uh, hurt last night, so don't know what his future will hold uh, in terms of making the team. But he seemed to be the guy. So what does that mean for that other group of guys where we got uh, Devin Allen, Johnny King, Hasselwood? Any of those guys have a shot to stick? Out. Um, I, I think Johnny King finds his way on the practice squad, though. I kind of liked what I saw out of him last night for as little as he's been there. All right. And 
Well, real quick, yeah, Johnny King made a couple plays in the fourth quarter, and McKee seemed to be going to him later on in the game. You're right about that. He, about he went to him last week, too. Tyree Jackson. Out. Mm, okay. I mean, I know they like his size and his athletic ability. He caught a nice pass last night, but uh, you think he's out. All right. So there you go. Joe Engada. Out. All right. No Joe Ngata and uh, McKee, obviously, we think will be the third quarterback behind Marcus Mariota. If they keep six receivers, Mike, I think Greg Ward makes it out of all of them. Okay. All right, Jeff Kerr, CBS Sports. Good stuff, man. A lot of fun. One more preseason, then we do it for real. And uh, we appreciate you coming on right here on Believe in Eagles. Thanks, man. Sounds great, Mike. What what we got about... 17 days and a little longer than that to the regular season because they're they're off the week after next. So I, I think it's like 20-some days. Yeah, that last preseason game, then there's a big gap between that last Thursday of the preseason and then that first Sunday of the season. You got a whole week. It's like a bye week here. So you got to – it's like having the Thursday night game. You know, you don't play on Sunday, then you got to wait, and then it's September 10th. Uh, we'll, we'll look at it all. You know, the Thursday preseason games are the best because you get your weekends. Exactly, exactly. I don't have to go through that uh, garbage on my Saturday night like I did the week before. All right, Jeff Kerr, I appreciate you spending some time. It sounds great. Thanks for having me on, Mike. All right, Jeff Kerr from CBS Sports here on Believe in the Eagles. We'll be back with another fresh pod next week, uh, getting you ready for the Colts. And, of course, subscribe, rate, review to the podcast. Spread the word. Get it out there. Let's go, birds. The Eagles tie the Browns. 18 to 18. This is Believe in Eagles. I'm Mike Gill. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.